WTLA North Syracuse, WSGO Oswego, W249BC Mattydale, W261AC Oswego, WTKWHD2 Bridgeport, ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 f- games this year. Okay? Not 10. DeVito, pop pass, end zone, touchdown, and the ball game! DeVito, in relief, wins it for the Orange! They don't know about the Kumbaya meetings we had this week. Swing into this! It is over! The Boston Red Sox, baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. The Bills make me wanna Josh Allen, touchdown Buffalo. A 14-yard quarterback draw. Somebody in Vegas told him they were going to win by 20. And the celebration begins. This is on the block. Right, you know, there's validity in that opinion. Here's X-Men. Ah! Nice. Here on ESPN Radio 97.7, ESPN Radio, Utica Road, 96.5 FM, Heard wherever you are, whatever you are doing, ESPN app, a little warmer today here in the queue, so if uh, you're getting outside, enjoying some... Uh, Outside time, not necessarily some vitamin D in the queues today. A little cloudy day on this Tuesday. Day before St. Patrick's Day, lads and lasses. Hope you're getting ready for St. Patty's Day tomorrow. But uh, if you're outside, if you're just roaming around, you got that phone in your pocket and you want to put it to better use, the ESPN app, the audio section, find us. And you can take us with you wherever you go. The uh, full encompassing experience of the program. Tickle both your ears and your eyes. Is it twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk and a whole lot more than that, baby? Oh, yeah. That's hot. Twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk. Hello, Twitch friends. You can watch the show, see Into the Inner Sanctum here. You can chat during the program as much as you'd like, opine. And during radio breaks, the show does not stop. Oh, no. We keep the microphones on and all sorts of hijinks and tomfoolery takes place. At twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk. So however you're taking in the show today, greatly appreciate that. You can make yourself part of the program at 437-7644. On Twitter, always Brent Axe Media. And as mentioned, the Twitch chat at twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk. Big Tuesday edition of the program. Get ready for March Madness. From Indianapolis, he's in the bubble. Syracuse Athletic Director John Wildhack is going to join us from Indy at 515. A lot to go over with John, how things are going in Indy so far for the Syracuse basketball traveling party, a preview of both the men's and women's NCAA tournament matchups. The women drew a rematch last night on the selection show There's some lacrosse news to get into. There's some football news to get into. There's all sorts of things to get into, and we'll cover it all with the AD coming up at 515. So that means uh, our friend Mike Waters will move up 
willing to accommodate a, a new time today. Usually we talk to Mike at 5 o'clock on Tuesdays, but we're going to, not many men we would move Mike around for, or women for that matter. Okay. But the AD, hey, listen, I like Mike Waters. He's an award-winning journalist. But when you get the AD on, you get the AD on when he wants to come on. Sorry, Waters. But he was willing to come on at a different time. So Mike will join us here in this hour. Little treat for those of you here in the four o'clock hour that don't always get to hear Mike Waters. And look, we're in a digital society today. We put all these interviews up at ESPNSyracuse.com. Being somewhere at the right time isn't always necessarily necessary these days. But if you happen to be here at the right place at the right time at 420, Mike Waters will join us to talk Syracuse and San Diego State. Our NCAA tournament coverage is brought to you by Wadham's Trucking. You can hear the tournament here on ESPN Syracuse. We've got a bracket challenge up at ESPNSyracuse.com. You can win some great prizes. Take on yours truly, the Sportzilla Show, Orange Nation. could win the tickets to the first Syracuse basketball game where fans will be allowed back at the Carrier Dome and some other terrific prizes on the line. Just sign up. It's easy to do at ESPNSyracuse.com. So loaded Tuesday show. We'll get into some very hot. Give me the thing again. That's hot. We told you the NFL has, uh, for a while, had the belt as the best off-season league in professional sports, and certainly the NBA tried to move in on their territory. It used to be baseball with the hot stove league. Okay, just one more time, but that's it. You know, that's we hot. We can't abuse the button bar now. How about Billy Belichick yesterday? It, as a Bills fan, I'm just sitting back enjoying watching somebody else panic buy during free agency. And don't get me wrong, the Patriots made some good moves yesterday, particularly at the tight end position. But this is very unbelichick like This is very not the Patriot way to go out there and overspend for free agents to commit $137 million in guaranteed money. But Bill Belichick doesn't like to lose. Bill Belichick didn't like seeing the Bills just kind of step in on his territory last year. So Belichick and his dog uh, got got to work in very least brought in some some skill position players uh some admitting by the way some failures in the draft and not only that but fitz magic lives on a ninth team for ryan fitzpatrick so we'll get into some nfl free agency news during hot takes but i keep most of the focus on syracuse and san diego state and why not listen in to uh the voice of the enemy if you but hard to call this guy an enemy because he's a cool guy, very energetic guy, and that is the head coach of San Diego State, Brian Kutcher. I was interested in some things that he said about his team. Just about the matchup, the biggest thing on everybody's mind, of course, is, well, how much zone defense do you see there in the Mountain West? And he was pretty honest about, well, not much. We don't see much zone in conference because we shoot the ball at a really high level. So maybe we see one game of zone the entire year. And so when we see Syracuse, it'll be new to us. Uh, obviously, whatever we do against it, they've seen a thousand times. And so we're doing our best to put ourselves in a position where we can be successful against it. I think one thing to keep in mind about this San Diego State team, and Jim Beheim even said this the other night, that's not a six seed we're playing. That's a good team. And, you know, Jim Beheim, like a lot of coaches, tends to talk up his opponent. But in this case, he happens to be right. Now, is this team exactly the same as last year? No, but San Diego State has been on a really good run as of late. 
They were 53 and 6 in the last two years. Remember, had there been an NCAA tournament last year, they would have been a two seed, maybe even in the conversation to be a one seed for a lot of last season. They won a hell of a run last year, and they're a really good six seed. I think they're somewhat misseeded. I think there's a lot of teams that are one or two spots above where they should be in this tournament. Oklahoma State comes to mind. I think Colgate's misseeded at 14, and, and we can haggle over the numbers. At least we have a tournament, right? But don't look at this as a six seed in the traditional sense. I think they're the best six seed out there. I mean, look at the other six seeds as you go through the bracket. USC is really good. Don't get me wrong here. Okay, Evan Mobley, great team, but I think San Diego State is on their level, if not better. BYU, no one's talking about BYU. Everybody has Michigan State winning that game. I would not just brush aside BYU in that spot. San Diego State and the other six seed out there up in the south region is Texas Tech. So there's some good six seeds. Remember Mac McClung ended up there, former Georgetown? See what I mean? Like, there's some teams that easily could be four or fives on that line, and San Diego State is one of them. Now, as I pull up the clip here, uh, Kutcher was not upset about this. You know, I was talking to someone today, and uh, the hardest thing is that selection committee. I mean, we as coaches know our own league. We know it better than anything. But once we step outside our league, uh, we're not up to date on any of these other teams, uh, their metrics, how good they really are or aren't. So I would never criticize our seed. I just know that we have a good basketball team and we're happy to be playing in this tournament. By the way, Dutcher, my, my apologies. I misspoke there. It was Brian Dutcher, not Cutcher. I don't know why I had Cutcher on the brain. But, yeah, I mean, you can haggle about the seed. You can haggle about the number. He's just happy for his three seniors on this team, all 1,000-point scorers, by the way, who did not get an opportunity to play in this thing last year because, of course, nobody did. Yeah, I feel bad for the three seniors that didn't go to the tournament last year. Malachi Flynn, who was the number one draft pick of the Toronto Raptors, Yanni Wetzel, and K.J. Fagan. Uh, anybody that watches knows they were these were fantastic basketball players, but they didn't go to the NCAA tournament one time in their careers. Obviously, all three of them were transfers, two of them fifth-year transfers. And so you think such wonderful players never get to play on the biggest stage really was hard for me to – accept and and i felt awful for them recruiting good players that are good people uh this year's team i have three thousand point scores in my lineup so i've got players that can score the basketball uh but what we're really known for is our defense and our rebounding so we defended a high level and then we manufacture enough points to hopefully be successful on any given night i say this with the caveat that this is the ncaa tournament anybody can beat anyone it's a unique circumstance this year everybody's playing in the same location not the same building there's different locations hinkle fieldhouse is going to be a unique environment to play a really cool environment to have an ncaa tournament syracuse will be a part of that the last game of friday in that building somewhere in lucas oil somewhere you know, in and around Indianapolis and, and, and Indiana, for that matter, in different spots. So all that being said, when you start to look at how the matchups are formulating here, Dutcher just touched on it there. They are an experienced team, and they lost a bunch of talented players from last year. Three 1,000-point scorers, but they have a lot of juniors and seniors in this lineup. Syracuse does not have a lot of experience in terms of players that have played in this tournament. When you look at it, I have the stat here. I'll pull it up for you here shortly when it comes to experience in this game. But that's one gap that, at least statistically, 
right? This all goes out the window depending on how you play and how things go, but at least statistically leans the way of San Diego State. They have more experience than Syracuse does. Remember, they come in winning 14 in a row. We mentioned how good they were last year, lost those players that Dutcher touched on there, but still has a lot of really good players in this game. Just give me one second here because I have that stat, and it's a, it's a wide gap when it comes to experience here. And, of course, I can't find it in, in the moment we're talking about it here. So I will find that here, and I will give you that stat because I don't want to leave you hanging on that one here. So in the meantime, let's listen in to a little bit more of Dutcher, energetic guy, head coach, San Diego State, and I think he makes a really excellent point here. Per the unique circumstances of this tournament, and something we'll talk about with John Wildhack later because he's in the bubble and can speak to what it's like in Indy right now, but how you deal with the conditions you are not only playing in, but living in this week could be huge. I told him that the best team may not win this tournament. It's the one that can best cope with quarantine, sitting in a hotel for three weeks, not being able to leave the hotel, to stay on your floor, to just go between here, practice in your meeting room. That that's going to be a tremendous toll on all these teams, and the one that can stay focused mentally, that can deal with quarantine and 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 getting through this, will have a really good chance to win it. Okay, I found that stack because I didn't want to leave you hanging, and of course it's right here in front of my face, so it's right at the end of your nose. Only 15 teams in college basketball are more experienced than San Diego State. Syracuse is one of the lesser experienced teams in the country, with its players having spent almost a year. Less time in college than the Aztecs. All five of San Diego State starters are upperclassmen. Four of them are seniors. And remember, last year this team could have been a one, more than likely would have been a two, but a high seed. They graduate those players that Dutcher mentioned there. They bring in a whole lot of other players, return a whole lot of other talented players. How much will experience matter? Listen, this is the tournament. It's a unique circumstance. Syracuse has had a a lot of games this year where they didn't exactly come out with their pants on fire. I think the late start's going to help here because typically the games you don't come out and play well early are the earlier tips. I think primetime, Hinkle Fieldhouse, there's Jim Nance sitting courtside. I don't think the energy is going to be an issue there, but sometimes it, it hits you like, whoa, we're here, right? And Buddy played in the tournament a couple years ago. Marek played in the tournament a couple years ago. But the players on that floor are going to walk out there for the first time. San Diego State's got a lot of experienced seniors. And the way they play, the way they match up with Syracuse, as we'll continue to discuss here with Mike Waters coming up, I think on paper tilts towards San Diego State. Don't get me wrong, though. I think Syracuse matches up very well in this game. And we're going to get into this later in the show, but By the way, shout out to Scooter, who hit on this yesterday on the show. And as I started to really dig into San Diego State, look at some trends, look at some numbers, I wonder if Mike agrees. We'll talk to him about this shortly. But they do remind me a lot of Virginia. They literally play a pack line defense. Their pace of play, they tend to slow teams down. They've got three-point shooters, inside guys, experience, good energetic coach. Like They're kind of the Virginia of the West Coast in some ways, not all. Because they can score. I think the big difference is they're not a team that deliberately slows down the game and and plays the way Virginia does. But even Virginia this year brought in Sam Hauser. They're scoring more. They weren't the typical Virginia team. And by the way, 
That's pretty good news considering Syracuse played one of its best games of the season against Virginia in the ACC tournament. They lost that game, but played one of its better, certainly offensive games. The defense has been better. So that's encouraging. And I think we get lost in numbers and trends and things start weighing one way or the other. The intangibles are so important in the tournament. And I think that last point by Brian Dutcher is huge. Who handles the conditions? These guys, look, they're happy to do it because it means you're playing in the tournament. But usually at the tournament, you're in a, 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 an energetic atmosphere in a different city, in a big city. And usually where you go, the whole city is all about the tournament. And Indianapolis has signs everywhere, and there are people there, and you certainly know where you are. But you can't go anywhere, and you can't do anything. You are in your hotel room or you're in practice. That's it. It's still weird. You're still isolated, and I think how teams handle this. No matter where you go in the tournament, it's a business trip, but you can get kind of swept up in where you are and what you're doing, particularly if you're in a cool city, right? So that might help because you're. it's a business trip. You're there to play basketball, but here's the difference. Today's Tuesday. They don't play till Friday night at 940. Usually you arrive a day or two before the game. You get into practice, you play, right? You're not usually sitting in the host site this long. Syracuse got there yesterday. You never get there this early. Five days before the game. So I think that point made by Brian Dutcher is a big one. Who handles the monotony and the boredom? It's good. I mean, you're sitting in your hotel room doing nothing, getting tested every day, and it's all for a great purpose. It's all with the focus in mind of playing in the tournament, but that's a big intangible to me in this thing. And as I mentioned on the show yesterday, you don't go home. You keep winning. That's your life. You're just there in Indianapolis until you lose and, you know, Jeff Probst comes over and puts out your torch and the tribe is spoken and you're out. Let's get Mike Waters on the line here in a couple of minutes, get his thoughts on this matchup between the Orange and San Diego State. Right now we get an update on the market first from our friend Bill at Lee Baldwin and Company. Happy Tuesday, Bill. How are you? Good. We had a uh, mixed day today with the Dow falling 127 points from all-time highs. But there were uh, plenty of diamonds today, including uh, our COVID vaccine drug, uh, Moderna, up 8% as they are now doing a study on children under 12. So kind of rolling it out, keep uh, progressing here. Moderna's gone from basically zero sales two years ago to a billion last year and projected to do 16 billion this year. So. Oh, I'm not sure any company's ever grown that no. fast. And then, uh, and then not many diamonds, but we'll do AMC Entertainment. Uh, pull them back after a big day yesterday. They had some great news yesterday. They're opening uh, two major uh, uh, movie theaters in L.A. and uh, opening the whole county in the next week. So some good news there as well. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. That's our friend Bill from Lee Baldwin and Company, who you can find there at LeeBaldwin.com. Stop in, zoom in. Phone in, however you do it, and get the best advice for all the diamonds and none of the dogs on your portfolio. They're in Kaz and Utica, by the way, to stop in and get all that terrific advice on the market that you need. We'll break on that note. Mike Waters joins us next. You're on the block, ESPN Radio and Twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. 
on the block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. Our coverage of the NCAA tournament here on ESPN Syracuse is presented by You Pull, You Save Auto Parts. Tomorrow, Lee Hamilton's going to join the show, my friend from San Diego, a longtime radio personality out there. The best team nobody talks about. That's what he describes San Diego State as. He'll tell us more about the Aztecs tomorrow. Ben Higgins later in the week, also a uh, terrific radio and television personality in San Diego. More on the Aztecs as we get closer to Friday night. Eric Devendorf and I will have you covered for pregame Friday night at 9 o'clock. Devo's going to do a watch party on twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk as well. So we just wait. We wait for the madness to begin. And not only will we have our coverage uh, throughout the week, but we're going to have the games for you too. First four starting Thursday at 5. So we'll have an abbreviated edition of this show until 5 o'clock on Thursday, bring you the first four games. Remember, the first four all in one day this year. And then the madness begins in full on Friday, including Syracuse and San Diego State. Now we kick it out to the mega desk where Jordan is standing by, ready to deliver five questions our way. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Brent? Living the dream, pal. Living the dream. By the way, um, so... I, we have to clear something up here. Why would my daughter have to get on my Twitter feed in order to make my Twitter feed hip? Are you saying I'm not in touch with the kids? You saying I'm not in touch with with the hip expressions Yolo. out there? All you groovy cats out Yolo there doing your thing on the social media? Tweet, What's that? Yolo and Stimmy in one tweet. Yeah, yeah. So this is what having a 14 year old in the you. house does. Yeah. I, I, I'm, whether I want to or not, by osmosis, I start tweeting and saying these things when you have a 14-year-old. Although, I do get uh, social media criticisms from my daughter as well. I put up a Star Wars meme the other day. She's like, Dad, what are you doing? I'm like, what? She's like, you can't post that kind of stuff. She said, come on, I follow you. You can't do that. And I was like, what? That's funny, right? I put up a meme that said, did you know some of the Star Wars movies were filmed on planet Earth? I mean, come on. That's funny. That's good stuff right there. That's social media. It, no, that's not. No, no. Anyway. I think she wants you to stick to sports. There you go. Let's stick to the blind side. Let's get it. It's time for the blind side. You may fire when ready, Captain. How did the NCAA mess up BYU's schedule again? Oh, that's right. They're not supposed to play on Sunday, right? Rut row. No, and now they're going to change up the whole schedule if they make it to the Sweet 16. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's one of those things that, as it was said in the uh, great Adam Sandler movie, would be more helpful uh, to me yesterday, or in this case, more helpful before you put out the uh, full bracket. Speaking of BYU... I haven't seen the percentage yet, obviously, because we've still got a couple more days to fill out our brackets, but everybody's picking Michigan State in that game. And remember, Michigan State first has to beat UCLA, which is no gimme. And then, no respect for BYU. I will not stand for the Mountain West disrespect that is happening out there. I have BYU winning that matchup, that 6-11 game. They'll probably lose to Texas in the next round. Getting juicy now for 
when they're going to play these games, right? BYU doesn't play on Sunday. This just in. And uh, Brent, last time that happened was 2003 when BYU's NCAA Ooh. tournament schedule had a conflict. Good Ooh. omen? What happened that year? Yeah. I don't know. Big year. Is LeBron allowed to wear a Yankees hat anymore? Yes, LeBron James now a part owner of your Boston Red Sox as he bought into the Fenway Sports Group, which owns the Red Sox. Look, LeBron claims to be an Indians fan because he's from Cleveland. They're no longer the Indians, whatever they call that, the Cleveland Baseball Club. Okay. But, yes, has been spotted in Yankee Stadium, rooting for the Yankees, wearing a Yankees hat, and now he's a part owner of the Red Sox? Okay. Sure. Whatevs, dude. Just get rid of the Yankee hat. You bring up the biggest point of all here. You want to throw some millions at the Red Sox, make us a better team. I'm all for it. Just take that Yankee hat. And much like when people burned your jerseys when you left Cleveland, burn all uh, Yankee material, okay? Especially if you're going to part on the Red Sox, buddy. WFT, does that now stand for waiting for Fitzmagic time? (laughs) Ryan Fitzpatrick will never die. There will be a nuclear explosion, and there will be three things left on Earth. Cockroaches, Twinkies, and Ryan Fitzpatrick looking for a team to play for. Now, the most amazing Ryan Fitzpatrick stat of them all, not that he went to Harvard, because we all know that, not that he plays with his wedding ring on, because we all know that, all these narratives about Fitz magic that we know. Jordan, the most amazing thing now on his ninth NFL football team is that Ryan Fitzpatrick has played in as many NFL playoff games as you and I. Still hasn't made the playoffs. As good as he is, is some good... I felt like that 2011 Bills team he was quarterback and was well on the way to the playoffs, and let's just not talk about that. He's never played in the postseason! Ever! Are there any similarities between Andy Dalton and Russ Wilson other than (laughs) 10 letters in the name? By the way, there is a flurry of NFL activity happening out there. Uh, Tyrod Taylor just signed with Houston. Andy Dalton with Chicago. Jacoby Brissett has gone to Miami. Zach Ertz is on the trade market. Hey, Buffalo! Get on the phone with Philly! We need a tight end! Let's go! Buffalo tried to side Gronk, by the way. That was real. They offered him a deal, but he went back to Tampa. Uh, But to go back to what you said, come on, Chicago. Andy Dalton. I love Andy Dalton. The Red Rifle got us into the playoffs back in the day. We gave a lot of money to your charity. Thumbs up. But the freaking Red Rifle, come on, Chicago. Call Seattle and say, what's it going to take? Okay. And I want David Putney, too. And make the deal. The fine people of Chicago, the loyal, passionate Chicago Bears fans that have put up with this crap for too long, deserve a quarterback. Russell Wilson has put the Bears on the list. Make it happen. Make it happen, Ryan Pace. Prove your worth. Put it on the table. Make a deal. Andy Dalton. Stop it. That's, I mean, of all the quarterbacks they've had there. You're going to, Andy Dalton is going to 
lead Chicago. And they were a playoff team last year. That's the the amazing thing. You want to be a Super Bowl team? You want to be worthy of what the Chicago freaking Bears are? Go get Russ! And last one, Brent. Are you watching a four-hour director's cut? No. Anything? No. Absolutely not. They could come out with a four-hour director's cut of Star Wars. No is the answer to that question. Sorry. When I watched The Irishman, and I said this could have been, you know, like a five-part Netflix series, I was done with four-hour movies. Stop it with that. Come on. By the way, George uh, Lucas did tinker with the Star Wars movies. He made them worse. Because we know who shot first. Who shot first, Jordan? Come on now. Oh, gosh. Come on now. Oh, gosh. Come on now. Who shot first? Oh, gosh. Who shot first? Here's a hint. It wasn't Greedo. It wasn't Greedo, Lucas. Why'd you even mess with that? But the answer is no. I will be not watching the four-hour Schneider cut. What was a bad movie to start with? Stay right there.